You're listening to the Counterculture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Have you ever wondered how to witness to Mormons? They claim to be Christians and yet their fundamental teachings say otherwise. If you are a Mormon, please watch all four episodes this week and let us know your thoughts on what you heard. The CCM team wants all to know Jesus, and there's a lot of deception happening in these end times. Corey Miller was raised in Salt Lake City, Utah, as a Mormon until the age of 16. His family ancestry was Mormon for six generations since almost the beginning of that religion. He believed in Mormonism while at the same time being disenchanted with the Mormons he was surrounded by because many live very hypocritical lives. As a result of the pressure he faced in the area of performance, he began using drugs at age 11. Finally, at age 16, he was invited to a Christian camp where the speaker gave a message on hell. Even though Corey was not seeking God, God was seeking him and he was saved. I can't wait to talk to our fascinating next guest. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. And our mission is always to expose the lies of the enemy and blast the truth to the masses, no matter how hard the topic or the potential backlash. We want to deliver each episode with truth in love. We are honored to have you join us today. If you are currently listening to this via radio or podcast, you can watch our weekly four-episode video series by checking out counterculturemom.com. We load our episodes with evidence and have resource links available for each show right on our website surrounding each program. Make sure to check out all the helpful links each and every week. You can probably tell we are focusing on Mormonism, and I'm honored to have our next guest, President and CEO of Ratio Christie, Corey Miller, with us today. Corey, how you doing, buddy? Tina, it is great to be on here with you. Thanks so much for inviting me. Absolutely. We only get a sliver of your brain today in 20-some minutes, <laughs> so I just want to hammer home what's going on. Thank you for being born and coming out of the Mormon religion <laughs> and also being raw and real with us today. <laughs> well, I, I thank my mother for that one and thank God <laughs> for the salvation. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You work with Ratio Christi, an apologetics <laughs> ministry with the intent to reach souls with the truth, including Mormons. Explain to us your ministry first and foremost. Yeah, so Ratio Christi has been around for just over a decade and about 12 years. And we are an apologetics evangelism ministry on the secular university campuses, on about 150 campuses internationally, including a Ratio Christi college prep ministry with high schoolers and a professor ministry as well. So we want to uh, see souls saved on the university campus and save the soul of the university because the university is the most influential institution in Western civilization as it goes, so the culture goes, and as goes the U.S. university, so goes the world. And for that reason, I think it's one of the most strategic ministries in the country. Absolutely, hands down, completely agree with all the indoctrination going on. Now, I just want to know, how are you able to get on college campuses? Do you have to sneak, climb a fence in the middle of the night? How do you get in there, and how have they wrapped their arms around you if you have 150 campuses that said, come on in? Well, let's just say we had three federal victories last year, and we just entered one with the Ninth Circuit Court this week. Woo! Okay, tell <laughs> us more. You can't leave me hanging here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. it uh, the most common issues or objections we face oftentimes, it's the speech codes. Uh, you can't say certain things or speech zones. Um, you know, you need to be on the back of the bus where everyone else gets to have the platform. Uh, student funding, which other groups get and we get denied. And then the famous one, the all comers policy, where 
Uh, they say that everyone not only should be able to be a member of your student organization on campus, but they also ought to be your student officers. But that's crazy on the face of it. It's it's like having a vegetarian group requiring them to you know have a meat eater or a Jewish group having a neo-Nazi. So uh, everyone can see how obviously ridiculous it is, but it really only is there to phase Christians. So uh, there is this little piece of parchment called the U.S. Constitution, and we enjoy giving continuing education to these universities when they forget about that. Okay, well, a lot of people tuning in right now, especially the younger generation, might not know what the U.S. Constitution is. Can you explain a key <laughs> points of what rights we have because we have the U.S. Constitution still on American soil? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the mer most important one um, is the First Amendment. And there's a reason the Second Amendment on uh, guns comes second. But, uh, you know, the First Amendment is a lot of people look at it and say a separation of church and state, separation of church and state, as if those two things that were supposed to be a godless state and Christians are supposed to go into the closet. But the history of that is is not does not mean that it was never in the founding documents. It was by a letter from Jefferson. Uh, the First Amendment is designed to protect religion from government yes. encroachment and and to protect free speech and, and and free thinking today it's it's not just free speech it's it's free thought if you think the wrong thing even though we're told to go in our closets everyone else to come out uh they're now coming into our closets as well man you got me rocking and rolling this morning unbelievable okay separation of church and state that phrase drives me crazy because the lies surrounding that are being taught in schools today and it's exactly what you talked about. Can you go into detail exactly what that phrase means, separation of church and state? A little more in detail, if you don't mind. Yeah, I think when the founders looked at this, they had the idea that they did not want America to be a tyranny um, like some of the experiences they had in Europe. And they wanted uh, freedom of religion where the predominant religion, without doubt, was Christianity. Yes, there were some deists among the founding fathers, but deism is still a form of theism, not of atheism. So that must be clear. Um, but it was intended to protect religious freedom, not to prevent it somehow or to encroach on it. And so, you know, we, we see this from a Christian viewpoint. We're the ones who came up with really this idea, even prior to Jefferson's letter, uh, that there are different juridical powers. There are powers that ensue for the family, uh, powers that ensue for the state, and for the church. And so uh, we might um, illustrate it like, you know, the uh, the Pope or whoever the ecclesiastical leader is ought not have the power to execute or to raise taxes, but instead has the power to excommunicate and to baptize and, and perform, you know, the sacraments and so forth. Likewise, the emperor ought not have the power to baptize or to circumcise or to uh, do ecclesiastical things, but instead has the power to execute and to raise taxes. And so these two are two juridical powers, two juridical authorities, um, and, but neither are supposed to be separated from God. Uh, we should have a godly state, a good state, um, and a godly church, a good church or a good religion. Um, the politics is nothing but legislating someone's concept of morality, some concept of goodness. And so, you know, legality does not determine morality. Morality ought to determine legality. And so there is a role for uh, religious faith and 
moral claims to impact the state and its judiciary. You rock, literally you and your team, we need to add a couple more zeros behind <laughs> the 150 college campuses because that is exactly yeah. what everybody needs to hear on American soil right now. So many lies. And the thing that drives me crazy, last week we exposed the lies of Darwinism, evolution. So if you, have, if you haven't seen that, everybody, you have to tune in counterculturemom.com, watch all four episodes. They were jaw-dropping. I learned so much and it was so accurate. Where that religion is being taught throughout our college campuses, it's taught throughout high school, middle school, and even elementary students today, and yet they're trying to say separation of church and state. Well, then why are they letting these other isms onto school campuses if they're saying none of it should be allowed, which is also a lie? We need to have Christianity in our schools. That's when everything in our culture was better a couple of decades ago. All right, young man, we have a video that I'm about to show everybody that shares more about what Ratio Christie is all about. You guys are doing a killer job. Everybody check this out. Did you know that over 70% of Christian kids will walk away from the faith while in college? And the number one reason they give is intellectual doubt. Ratio Christie, Latin for Reason of Christ, is a Christian apologetics organization. We want to help students understand why they believe what they believe and provide a community where they can ask good questions and seek good answers. Visit our website to learn more at ratiochristi.org. How did your background as a seventh generation Mormon shape who you've become today, including having been a pastor, professor, and now of course, the president of this phenomenal apologetics evangelism campus ministry? Yeah, I really do credit uh, that experience coming out of Mormonism. When I got saved, when I saw the real biblical Jesus and understood really what grace was for the first time ever, um, I lived in, I moved to California for my junior year of high school and lived with this Christian family after going to this Christian camp and hearing the gospel for the very first time. And I went back to Utah my senior year of high school to graduate, and that's when really the problems began because now my external family and my culture and my friends all stepped in challenging me to reread the Book of Mormon this time for the sake of truth rather than tradition, which I had inherited for seven generations. And so uh, I thought that would be a safe thing to do because if you know that it's true and you leave it under some interpretations of being a son of perdition, you're worse off than the, you know, in eternity than Hitler. And so I decided I should reread this, and I did, and that's when I, I went, oh my gosh, how did I ever believe this? There are so many problems, and it made me glad that I made the choice to leave Mormonism, um, but now I wondered about this new experience with Christ in the Bible, because I was always taught that the Bible was true as, as far as it's translated correctly, which implied that it was not translated correctly. It was messed up over the centuries, but it didn't matter because we had living prophets. But now I don't have a living prophet anymore. What am I going to do? And so I had to start thinking, do I really believe that the Bible is the Word of God? Is it historically reliable? Does God even exist? And if so, which God? And that pushed me into the field of comparative religions and philosophy, which I taught for a dozen years at Indiana University. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm at the edge of my seat because once again, I have a bunch of questions to ask you. Don't move with your Mormon, ex-Mormon background there. I got to dig in deeper, get some more dirt. Hang tight, everybody. Short word from our phenomenal sponsors and back more on Mormonism right after this. 
With all of the recent changes in the political and financial markets, there has never been a better time than right now to invest in silver and gold. When governments simply print billions of dollars in paper money in hopes of solving financial shortfalls, you know that it is time to buy and hold assets of true and lasting value. Free information is available to you right now by calling 888-747-3309. Whether you are a new investor or you're interested in preserving the value of your retirement accounts, we make it easy for you to make smart decisions for your financial future. The specialists at Cornerstone are here to serve you, work to satisfy your retirement goals, and communicate with respect. Call us right now at 888-747-3309. That's 888-747-3309. Or visit us online at cornerstoneassetmetals.com. That's cornerstoneassetmetals.com. The International Labor Organization recently reported the number of people trafficked globally has risen from 40 million to 50 million in the last five years. Most are women and children bought, sold, or traded into sex trafficking. Rescue One Global, a faith-based nonprofit, answered the call to fight for those enslaved in the U.S., Thailand, and the Philippines. Their mission is to prevent the victimization of at-risk populations, rescue those trapped, and restore survivors through their multiple global recovery initiatives, including providing emergency shelter and residential programs. Rescue One has served nearly 800 survivors from newborn to the elderly and provided over 14,000 therapeutic services because of faithful partners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift, text TINA to 44321. That's TINA to the number 44321. Let's rescue more lives together. Our ministry exists because of your prayers and donations. Thank you for being on our team and helping us produce the last 300 episodes. If you are not currently a partner with us and would love to help us reach more people through the production of the show or through live speaking events, you can give through our website, counterculturemom.com, and then just click on the pink donate button at the top of the page. It's a tax write-off and covers the cost of reaching thousands of students at schools and conferences throughout America. In fact, our team received this email from staff when I spoke at a conference. Janela said, Hi, Tina. Thanks again for your awesome ministry at our Arizona Girls of Purity Conference. You are inspiring and forthright in your message. The truth sets us free. Yes, it does. We would be honored to have you join our team as a donor. Just go to counterculturemom.com to make your tax-deductible donation. A lot of people over the years have asked me, what is the difference between being a Mormon and being a Christian? Before we dive in deeper to your phenomenal book projects, can you explain the main bullet points of what makes a Mormon not a Christian? What are the differences in, in uh, theory, religion, truth? Sure. There's, there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of differences, but the fundamental differences that make a difference are really who is God? How does man get saved and how do they segue in the person and work of Christ? When it comes to Mormonism, they've got a works plus um, grace view of salvation. And so it ends up being mission impossible uh, to ever get the grace applied to your life, right? The, the Book of Mormon says you are saved by grace after all you can do. Well, how much can you do? And then in terms of their view of God, um, you know, the Mormon view of God has more in common with this microphone uh, as a finite being than it has in common with the Judeo-Christian or even the Islamic conception of God. 
uh, because the Mormon God became a God, and there are as many gods as there are particles of matter. And so when I taught comparative religions at Indiana University, I often struggled. Should I teach Mormonism under Western religions or under Eastern religions like Hinduism? So when it comes to the essential issues, who is God, how does man get to heaven, get their sins forgiven, and they find themselves in their segue of Christ, uh, it is a brand new religion. It is not just another Christian denomination. Unreal. And you and I talked, not during this interview here, about how you got to that Christian camp when you were a teenager. Can you explain to everybody what led you there? Because there is an aha moment in what you said. Yeah. So I had a friend that was former Mormon like me, and his dad lived in California and invited him to bring a friend out for the summer. Uh, you could spend the whole summer at the beaches as long as you went to this Christian camp for one week and he would pay for it. And so I thought, you know, I, I believe in God. That's fine. Uh, and so I thought it's just one week. I'll go. And I went there and the speaker spoke on hell. I tell people it scared the hell out of me and heaven into me. And that rocked my world. I saw grace for the first time ever and stayed there for the next year and, and got discipled, a very seminal period of my life. Oh, that is absolutely phenomenal. And the thing I want to mention everybody tuning in right now is everybody, think of someone that this summer you can send a teen to a camp, a Christian hmm. camp, because look at how instrumental that was. Maybe it was, what, $75 investment, and yet it changed the entire outlook of your life on being a believer, placing your faith in the Lord, and now as a as a end result, you're in 150 campuses helping raise other world changers for Christ. So Send a kid to camp this summer, grandson, granddaughter, neighbor, your kids. I'm going to be sending all four of my kids for the reasons you just gave to solidify their faith. So, Corey, I guess my biggest thing is people might be asking, why should we care about the religion of Mormonism? Uh, let them do what they want to do. Why should we care about Mormons and reaching them? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, first and foremost, because God cares. God so loved the world, and that includes Mormons. Uh, but the Mormons are not just some backwoodsy group. They're very influential. Yeah. Even though the populace in, in the States is about 2% Mormon, the last time I checked, the U.S. Senate is 6% Mormon. Wow. And in the last couple uh, presidential uh, runs for the primaries, uh, we've had numerous Mormon candidates for president. We may well get one one day. In fact, their founder ran for president back in the uh, 1840s. I remember that. Who are some people today that are Mormons that are involved at a high level politically? Well, Harry Reid used to be, as the leading guy in the Senate, uh, as a Democrat, uh, Mitt Romney, who last ran for president, who's one of the senators from Utah, Orrin Hatch, who is a senator from Utah, also ran for president. Uh, so there's a lot of people, a disproportionate number of people in our government, in the FBI. These people are very successful, very influential, uh, and they're very smart, except they divorce that from their religion, where Mormons are feeling people and depend on the burning in the bosom. What advice can you give us watching this program today? If we'd like to go out and reach Mormons, how can we do it effectively? We need to understand our audience. And that means we need to understand who the Mormon people are, not just their doctrine and their theology, but the sociology and psychology. This is about their, their culture and what makes the Mormon tick. And these are, these are heart people. 
Um, they operate based on feelings when it comes to religion. And so you need to be able to learn how to speak Mormonese. You need to be able to speak about experience, right? And the testimony, the testimony, the testimony, that means something different from a Mormon, for a Mormon than it does for a Christian. But we also need to stay on the essentials. There are a lot of interesting things Christians get into, you know, what about caffeine and coffee and the Mormon underwear and signs on the temple? That's all interesting. Uh, but really at the end of the day, you need to stick to the essentials. Who is God? How does man get to heaven? Both of which find their segue in the person and work of Christ. And you need to not uh, commit the bash approach, which is to take your Bible and whack them over the head with a hundred <laughs> theological verses or the dash approach and just close the blinds or shut the door on them when they come to your door, because these are people for whom Christ died. We need to engage with them. And I like to use the Socratic evangelism approach by asking a lot of thought provoking questions to kind of reel them in where we really are in the driver's seat, but they think they are. And what that does is it takes down the defenses of people who put up a wall of pride and deflect rather than uh, think you're having a, a great conversation and they are reflecting about this stuff. I love your brain. That's such a great way to think about it because I would tell teens in schools today too, if your teacher is telling you you can't wear a cross necklace, bring your Bible to class, have them show you proof that you're not allowed to do so. And I had students over the years saying, Tina, they couldn't find the evidence to stop me from doing it. So I make them do the work, which you're basically saying, have <laughs> yeah. the Mormons question their own thought process and their own belief. I love that. It takes the pressure off of yeah. us and it makes them question themselves. Uh, that is well, well said. Quick commercial break, and then we're going to be back with Corey on more about his two phenomenal reads you got to get in your hands right now if God is calling you to go witness to the Mormons. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and I want to introduce you to Equipping the Persecuted and their important work in Nigeria. The mission of Equipping the Persecuted is, as the name states, to equip our brothers and sisters in any way that we can. People in Nigeria are suffering at the hand of terrorists for their faith in Jesus. Sadly, very little is being done to create a lasting solution. That's where we step in. Our goal is to protect, rebuild, and strengthen families in both body and spirit. We are prepared with the resources necessary to respond after an attack. We provide medical aid, food, and a team to pray and comfort victims. Our persecuted brothers and sisters need your help. Take action today with a monthly gift of $20 or more at equippingthepersecuted.org. That's equippingthepersecuted.org. Thank you for your time. Have you ever wanted to start a charity or ministry? Launching a nonprofit can be time-consuming, expensive, and overwhelming. If you have a vision and mission, but don't know where to start or how to raise donations, Capstone Legacy Foundation is your solution. Their ministry charity project allows you to receive tax-free donations without the expense and hassle of forming your own 501c3 and in less than 48 hours. This ministry partnership fund is exactly how Counterculture Ministries got its start, and we grew quickly. Capstone Legacy Foundation handles all your legal and accounting paperwork, allowing you time to develop the ministry and message God gave you. Call Capstone today at 610-688-8890 or check out capstonelegacy.org for more information. And tell them Tina sent you. Partner with Capstone Legacy Foundation to transform our culture for Christ and get your nonprofit started today. 
Corey, you wrote four phenomenal books. We're going to focus on two right now. Two on Mormonism, Leaving Mormonism, Why Four Scholars Change Their Minds, woo woo, and Engaging with Mormons, Understanding Their World, Sharing the Good News. Tell us what's covered in your Leaving Mormonism read. Yeah, that book was a book that I had a vision for for a long time. Uh, but the qualifiers for being an author was that you had to be a former Mormon, an insider, a current evangelical Christian, and possess a PhD. Uh, I wanted to write that because a lot of um, Christian scholars were soft-pedaling Mormonism as though it were another Christian denomination. So I wanted to show from an insider's viewpoint, people who have PhDs as well and who are followers of Christ, that uh, Mormonism has some severe problems that we need to reckon with. <laughs> you wrote Engaging with Mormons book, which covers yeah. what key topics in that book? So the publishers forced me to write this at the 11th grade reading level. So that was good. And I found that that was a phenomenal <laughs> practice. And so now we've got 30 booklets in Ratio Christi. They're all written by PhDs, 9,000 words. And at the 11th grade reading level, I learned that lesson because this publisher forced this on me and it sold a lot better. It has a bigger <laughs> impact. So basically I'm, I'm helping people uh, understand in this book uh, and it's in a short book, Mormon psychology and sociology, not just Mormon theology and doctrine, because it's really like a different mission field. Um, yes, these are Americans. Yes, Utah is a state in the United States, but it really is a different place. Uh -huh. And when you're doing missions work, you need to understand the culture. You need to understand uh, the psychology behind what makes a Mormon tick, because you're dealing with a person, not a robot and an algorithm here. I got to get more into your brain. I wish we had more time. I, I can get in your brain by going to your phenomenal website, ratiochristi.org, R-A-T-I-O-C-H-R-I-S-T-I.org, everyone. Check out all four episodes. They are jaw-dropping. Go to counterculturemom.com. Click on the Shows tab at the top of the page. Share these episodes. If you have a great guest, idea, topic, you name it, bring it our direction at show at counterculturemom.com and we'll get them in the mix. Keep up the excellent work and uh, let's go witness together and reach these Mormons and everybody else in between. You're doing awesome Amen. work. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids.